1 to 4. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our hours, what we have looked at, touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father, and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, and also declare to you, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you, so that our joy may be complete. You may be seated. Uh, that will be uh, just great. Uh, we've been in a series on the habits of the early church. And we're talking about sing, singing and hymns and different pieces. But one of the habits of the early church, because they didn't have the Bible as we have it today, so you couldn't just go and read stories. And so when people gathered, they would share their personal stories. They would say, here's where God has showed up in my life, or I had this challenge and I leaned into him. And, and through sharing of testimonies, uh, the body is kind of encouraged and, and edified. And so today we have... Um, two interns that are working with me at Because People Matter, and I have asked them to come and share their testimonies, um, a little bit of just their story, how their choice of life kind of intersects with faith as well, um, and what motivates them. And uh, Deanna is also going to do um, our call to worship. It's a practice we do at VPM, and so we're going to incorporate it. So this is uh, Deanna and Chad from VPM, and they will tell their stories as we get going. So I just love to share my story with y'all. Um, it's not a comeback story. Made, a lot of people's testimonies uh, kind of may feel that way. It's not what you're going to get, but it's my story, and I hope that uh, you should see uh, who God is a little bit clearer because of it. So I'll go through my story chronologically, but really I think the biggest part of my life, the most defining feature of my story, um, is the people and the communities that God has put in place uh, in my life. And um, I just feel, when I mean, we're talking about gratitude, that's by far the thing I feel most grateful for when I look back on my story. Um, just who I have become and who I am today um, is only because of uh, the incredible people that God has placed in my life and how those people have invested in me. Um, so yeah, just super grateful for that. So anyway, uh, like I said, I'll go through my life chronologically, but because um, I see that as the, the, the relationships and the people that God has placed in my life as the defining feature, but I'll also kind of go through it um, through that lens and through those uh, uh, communities that God has placed in my life. So first off, um, I was uh, born in Tualatin, Oregon, and moved to Beaverton, Oregon when uh, I was uh, two years old. Um, so I'd love to start off talking about my family. I can talk about my family at every point in my life. Um, they're awesome. Um, but I'll settle to talk about them just at first. Um, my family has given me, when I think of my family, they've given me uh, just safety, uh, a safe place uh, to live, to grow um, from the earliest years of my life until now and uh, a safe place to learn uh, and develop trust, trusting relationships. I think that's one of the biggest gifts 
uh, that a family can give is um, is a space to learn what it, what it's like to trust and to uh, maintain healthy relationships. And they've given me that. Um, my parents, and I have three uh, siblings, uh, two older sisters and one older brother. Uh, so I'm the youngest, which definitely comes through my personality sometimes, uh, hopefully for good ways, but maybe not all the time. Um, but yeah, my family's just given me such a uh, stable foundation. Um, I was homeschooled and I grew up going to a church called Southwest Hills Baptist Church in uh, Beaverton, uh, which is the next kind of community that I'll talk about. Um, when I think of my church, I think a lot of uh, safety too. And I, um, my church, uh, fortunately, it was, uh, some people experience hurt in their church when they And uh, it was a decision that I really disagreed with my parents on. Surprisingly enough, there are some of those decisions that you disagree with your parents in middle school and high school. Um, but uh, yeah, I really did not love that they were enrolling me in that school. So I've been volunteering out there the last 
that's been a really special experience for me. And since then, I'm now entering my senior year of college at Corbin University, and um, man, I just, God continues bringing incredible people into my life. I mean, my community at uh, BPM, uh, my mentor, um, the people I've met at school, be it professors, peers, uh, my church community now, um, it's all been, God's been so kind to me. He really has. And so what's, that's my story, um, but what's the point, you know, what, what's the point of it? That's a really awesome story, and it's a little heartwarming, hopefully, but, um, but you know, what's the point, point? and, uh, you know, truthfully, I don't know. There are um, a lot of ex uh, experiences I've had that I hope God is bringing to fruition in small ways now, um, but I don't know. There are some things that are happening now that I'm sure he's going to use for me in the future, and I'm, I'm in college, so I'm still very much in a place where I'm looking forward to the future and envisioning kind of what that's going to look like, and I definitely don't have every detail uh, lined up. I don't even have some of the big picture stuff lined up, um, but uh, into like to, to tie a perfect bow on my story would be a little bit inauthentic, but um, here's what I do know. Here's what I do see when I uh, reflect on my story, is that I see God, I see God being very involved and just wildly generous. And what I mean by that is, um, when I see my story, I see a God um, that has pursued me not, and has refused to just stay in the church parts of, churchy parts of my life. And I'm, to be sure, I've had some incredible experiences in my church community and in similar environments in my life. But, and he has worked so profoundly in there in church, youth group, but he's also a God who has pursued me outside of that in my friendships, in my school, in, um, in my workplaces. Um, he's, uh, I, I see with those people that he's brought along that he cares about me in those areas too. And that those areas are just a part of, as much a part of my um, life and my spiritual walk um, as what I do on Sunday morning, or maybe when I crack open my Bible in the morning. Um, and he's present in those spaces all throughout my life, and he's also, what I've also seen is that he's just wildly generous, and he loves to give good things. And obviously, those good things don't always look the way that I would love to see them. Obviously, when I switched schools, that was not a good thing I was looking for, but it was such, it was the best thing in retrospect, because it pushed me, it pushed me outside of my comfort zone, it pushed me into it, a deeper relationship with him. And just day to day, he's kind to me. I mean, like I said, I love, I love nature and I love people. And how many opportunities do I have um, working with BPM in the Pacific Northwest to see those things every day? So much that I miss it because I take it for granted. Um, but that's why it's important to re reflecting on my story because then I start to remember some of those things. And man, I, I love these. I love these things. And God knows that I love those things. And look at all these people and these wonderful experiences he's brought into my life. So that's my story. It's not the comeback. Um, it's not uh, some people's life stories. There's a lot of tragedy in mine. There's not a lot. Um, and maybe, you know, my life story is different from uh, some of yours. Um, but it's my story. And uh, that's how I see God through it. Um, 
So yeah, thank you for letting me share. I'll pass it off to Deanna. start a timer because I have a tendency to go really quickly or really slowly. Lack it in between. Um, okay, as I think I've mentioned before, my name is Deanna and I'm another intern at Because People Matter. Um, I'm also going to be a junior at Wheaton College in Illinois in the fall. Um, I also study psychology um, and then economics, urban studies, and urban leadership, which sounds like a lot, but I promise there's a lot of overlap. Um, A big part of why I study what I study is how God has worked in my life, uh, who he's put there, um, where he's put me, and what he's been doing. Um, with that being said, I'm really excited to talk about how good God has been to me. Um, I'm sure most of you have read 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 before. It's kind of a confusing chapter as a whole, but um, I was reading this it this week, and um, of convicting. It says, um, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I think boasting has an implication of boasting to other people um, about how good God has been. Um, so that's what my goal is to do in the next 14 minutes and 10 seconds. <laughs> I was really blessed to be born into a family where both my parents really loved Jesus and into a church of people who immediately loved me and modeled what following Jesus looked like. Um, because of that, I was able to start my relationship with Jesus when I was pretty young, um, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I could go over my whole life, 21 years isn't that long, but 21 years and 15 minutes is um, kind of a lot to squeeze in, so I decided to focus on three specific instances of God showing up in ways that were really impactful for me. Um, the first of three was my freshman year of high school. Um, ever since I was in elementary school, I knew my passion was serving. Um, my dad would prep communion for our church, and at first, um, I loved the grape juice and sourdough bread that I got to eat afterwards, but I realized I really loved helping him, and I realized that that's how I worship primarily. Um, so in sixth grade, when my parents felt led to change churches, it was a big change. Um, I had attended one church for all 12 years of my life, um, and so that was an adjustment. And so we got to our new church, and I settled in, but two years later, I still hadn't found a place to serve there. And it was something I've been praying for, something I've been looking for, but it was always like, I was too young for insurance purposes, um, they didn't need helpers, and that was totally fine. But it was still kind of confusing of like, why can't I find some place? Um, so in December 2016, I was a freshman. Um, I found a potential opportunity in the church bulletin. It said they were looking for people 15 and older to work with a boy who had some special needs. Um, and I was 15, so it's like, okay, I'll at least email them and check it out. Um, but I still was kind of expecting a no response in some capacity. And, um, I got my answer um, when an introductory email came from this boy's mom just giving us more information, um, trying to make sure that we understood like what we'd be doing and who he is, um, just to make sure that um, we were a good fit. And she included three photos. The first one was a high quality school portrait. It totally made sense to include that one. The second one was their family Christmas card. And the third one was an utterly awful photo. It was grainy. It was probably taken from like 30 feet away. 
camera, just overall like a bad photo. But that photo um, was him in a cheer stunt, which sounds really silly, but at that point I had been doing cheer for nine years. Um, and I was like, it was just very clear. There was a sense of peace of like, that is my answer. Um, so I began working with him um, about a month later, just after the training. And it was definitely one of the most challenging things that I had done. There was no sense of control for a 15-year-old. In that state, there was so much chaos. And um, my fellow intern, plus my boss, knows chaos isn't exactly my favorite thing. <laughs> I imagine it's not yours either, but I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but it turned out to be um, exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, it also turned into an opportunity later um, it was my job during COVID um, through the Oregon Department of Disability Services, and that was a blessing in itself because I was with one kid, and they were also super sheltered, and so I could protect my immunocompromised mom from COVID, which ended up for college, both super great things. Um, and then again, God showed up when I was choosing colleges. Um, I'm not an indecisive person, but if there's lots of good options, choosing one is trickier. Um, and I married, managed to narrow it down to an extent in like 40 schools, <laughs> which isn't super narrow. <laughs> so I visited some of them and then started praying for guidance. And so I finally narrowed it down to two, um, an all-girls school in Massachusetts, and the other one was Wheaton. Um, I was really looking towards Wellesley. Um, I thought that I would have more opportunities to hear other people's um, perspective and also share about how good God has been to me there. Um, and then I saw Wheaton as a place that would be fun for me, um, but also as a place that would pri primarily benefit me. Um, I kind of saw it as a little selfish to choose Wheaton at that point, uh, but prayer is an awesome thing. And while I don't always get a super direct response, I did again. Um, and it was kind of a first. I became really excited about going to Wheaton, and that was something that additionally was definitely something I see God in. Of like, there was no regret about choosing that. There was no hesitation. Um, and it ended up being super amazing. Um, there was the same thing when choosing my dorm building. One had private bathrooms and one had communal bathrooms. So of course, I was going to go with the private bathroom option. Why wouldn't you? And it was just really on my heart. I wasn't even praying about that. But like, hey, nope, you're going to the other one. And um, within about an hour of moving in, I had already met my two best friends. So, yes. And it was the same thing with service. With COVID, you can't serve a lot. Um, and I knew that since that is how I worship, that's something I really wanted. And um, he literally like handed it to me. I found kind of an opportunity driving meals for um, students in quarantine, but then they called me and they said that they needed someone to um, run all their spreadsheets and do all their schedules, which um, some people here know that I kind of have a thing for spreadsheets. And that was an amazing thing just to do and see. Um, he got to be the Equitas. Um, that also showed up in my email. Um, and that's really developed my love for the city, which is part of one because people matter. Um, it allowed me to meet some amazing people and gave me a scholarship, which is also super amazing. Um, God has so consistently shown up how I need him to, even if I don't realize that I need him in that way until later. Um, this is most recent. A little while ago, I was having a rough 
last week overall, and I began asking myself, what if God doesn't love me? What if he loves other people? But he's only good to me so that he can use me in some way to love the people that he actually loves, which I know sounds irrational and like ridiculous, but that question kept coming into my mind. I wasn't feeling any peace, and I almost felt abandoned. It became a pretty constant prayer. Lord, let me feel your presence. Lord, let me feel your peace. Let me know that you love me. Let me feel that. And I didn't get the answer I was hoping for. It kind of seemed like I was getting no answer. Like radio silence or a shut door. And I couldn't find the explicit answer I was looking for in the Bible either, which also didn't help. The question lasted throughout the week. And as I was sitting listening to church that Sunday, it was still on my mind. As my pastor read Romans 5, 5 through 11, um, I didn't really think anything of it. It didn't seem to answer the question. And then he put up his PowerPoint slide with the main point for verse 5. And it says, the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is to convince us that God loves us. It was a pretty direct answer to my question. I knew it was my answer. I was immensely confused why God would answer my question and then show that he's listening, but not answer my prayer. That seemed like a reasonable request. In line with what he would want for me, why shouldn't I ask to know and feel that he loves me? And I got an answer to that too. Um, in the following week, I didn't really expect it, but I was diagnosed with depersonalization, derealization disorder, which basically just means I sometimes disconnect from my sensations, like emotions, mainly. Um, and it allows me to keep going and myself tough or frightening or stressful. Um, situations, I can acknowledge that it's not great and keep going without really um, responding in a physiological sense. And so it made total sense that I couldn't feel God's peace or his presence because I couldn't feel anything. I didn't know that. Um, after that diagnosis, it became really clear to me that God does love me. It relieved any doubt that I had. I physically was unable to feel, so God showed up to what I did have my thoughts. And he showed up so specifically that there could be no questioning what was happening. Um, as a side note, I have no doubt that God could take away that disorder, but honestly, it's kind of a blessing. I can be in the midst of um, really hard things and um, be okay, and there are a lot of people who are going through hard things You could use someone to walk with them, um, and frequently that really weighs on people, and it doesn't have to weigh on me. I could show empathy in my eyes, in my actions, or urgency, or whatever the situation calls for, um, without fixating on what's happening. Um, and so I just see it as something that God can use, and it's something he's already shown that he's willing to work with. Um, he didn't need to be kind to me in the way that he has, but he is, and I find that amazing. Um, to close, I wanted to read a few parts of Psalm 103. I was recently thumbing through um, a book of the Psalms in the New Living Translation. Have any of you seen the alabaster? Like, They're like individual books of the Bible with really pretty photography on the other side. It's super peaceful for those of you who love nature. Um, I really enjoy reading it, but I was thumbing through it because I didn't have a lot of time. We were about to leave, um, and I stopped on Psalm 103. And as I read part of it, and then all of it, and then it again. I was really struck by how it captures who God has shown himself to be in my life. So for the sake of it being long, these are only selected verses, um, but I would definitely recommend reading all of it. Um, but Psalm 103, let all that I am praise the Lord for 
my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of heaven above the earth. The Lord is like a father to his children tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are, he remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. God is steady, and he is constant, and he is good, and he cares for me, and he cares for you guys. Um, when my focus is on him, and I understand him in a limited, but relatively, the way that I can, um, as a person, things come into perspective. I see myself more clearly. I realize that he has carried me this far. I realize that the love for me that he has proven in the past still very much exists in the present. Um, everything is okay then. Um, in fact, it's more than okay, it's great. Um, the matter then is how to respond. And first for me, it's pausing in awe and wonder. Um, if it isn't clear yet, my significance and abilities are like here, and um, gods are infinitely more than my arm could imply. Um, I think this ties into the second way I feel called to respond, uh, following his example. Um, I think you already know that Jesus loved people really well. Um, the cross is the ultimate example, but Jesus washing his disciples' feet is another common one, and then I'm a really big explanation person, and I completely acknowledge that Jesus didn't have to give all that guidance for his own benefit. Um, he did it for us, and that was an immensely loving thing for him to do, um, in my view. And just the way that he healed and the way he talked to people, um, he so clearly cared for people, and so that's something that I see as a response. Um, I know we focus on how Jesus hung out with people who are deserving of him, like prostitutes and tax collectors, but no one deserved his presence, and he stuck around anyway. Um, I know how easy it is to get sucked into a mindset of how other people don't seem to be worthy of my love. They've made poor choices, they're not my social class, they're different. I think the hardest one for me is um, when they've wronged me and then do it again. Um, it's really easy to want to shut them out or retaliate, um, but that's not what Jesus said. Um, I need a pretty constant reminder of the difference between me and any other person is infinitely smaller than the difference between me and Jesus. And he loved me anyway, without hesitation. So why should I hesitate? That's a large part of why I pursued an internship with Because People Matter. I was looking for some role um, in which I could care for under-resourced people in urban spaces. Um, there are a lot of organizations in Portland and elsewhere that do that, but BPM really dedicates themselves to that purpose. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I will end up doing long term, but I know I still want to care for people, even if it's indirectly. Um, and I still have a little bit of time left, two years, three semesters of college. Um, but I fully trust that God will keep guiding me in the future as he has in the past. So, thank you. Thank you both uh, very much. You guys can be seated. Good. Um, I think it's good and valuable to um, 
Maybe it's a time you struggled with God. Maybe it's a time where God showed up. Um, and the question would be, are you going to keep that story to yourself? Uh, and when we talk about God and sharing people, I actually call that being selfish. You have a story, and it's a treasure, and it can be encouraging to someone else. It can be exactly what somebody needs to hear in the moment. Because uh, you never know where someone is in their own journey. You never know when you're stepping into someone else's bad day. And so, as it was a practice of the early church to share their stories, share their testimonies, I want to challenge you to share your story this week. To even be praying, like, all right, Lord, who do you want me to share my story with? To be intentional, as we've used that word a lot, to see, here's an opportunity, here's a moment to listen to the Holy Spirit, as we talked about that recently, to, to get that little prompt that says, this is a moment to lean in. This is a moment to stop doing what I'm doing and just be present with another person. And so um, part of your response, yes, we'll have our response time. We'll respond by singing a song. You can bring your joys and concerns up and place them in the basket. You can light a candle for prayer. You can kneel at the altar. But beyond these four walls, I'm going to encourage you to respond this week by being open and looking for a moment for you to share your story that you could be an encouragement to someone else.